Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Welcome. Are you ready? Welcome to the dance. Are you ready? Welcome. Welcome. Are you ready? Welcome to the dance. just amazing welcome to music is my first love episode seven of when i joined the band and today is going to be the soul years by special request a few requests of people asking well you just play rock what about some soul i did um the introduction in there machine gun by the commodores we're going to introduce you to more music some you might have heard some of you may not have heard big message out to bill withers family uh rest in peace he passed away recently and um, we featured him in the last podcast and uh, we may feature him again today uh, well missed uh, and a great talent but anyway we're going into the soul years and we're gonna play some music for you keep you guessing as well ain't nothing like the real thing baby ain't nothing like the
rumoured um, Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell had a relationship. This is quite untrue. Um, although she was full of life and quite boisterous, their relationship was quite platonic. But their songwriting um, from Ashford and Simpson produced songs that you probably remember them for the Onion song. And uh, there's some great stuff. Tammy Terrell was... Um, a star singer in her own right. Uh, everybody talks about Marvin Gaye a lot. Uh, Marvin Gaye, Marvin Gaye this, Marvin Gaye that. Um, but Terrell was one of the star singers with Motown uh, in the late 60s and early 70s. And she had quite an illustrious career. And, um, she actually was in a relationship. She was in the um, James Brown I think James Brown Review. And James Brown was 12 years older than her. And they sort of got into a relationship. And James Brown, being James Brown as he is, um, he sort of assaulted her for not watching one of his entire performances. And, um, um, this was witnessed by one of the uh, Bobby Bennett and uh, he says that he beat Tammy terrible she was bleeding shedding blood Tammy left him because she didn't want to butt whip Bennett um, then she went on to have a romance with David Ruffin uh, that was in 1966 and uh, she <laughs> accepted his marriage proposal um, <laughs> and she found out then that he was already married which is uh, at a turn of events for her but unfortunately life went on and she developed brain cancer. She was confined to a wheelchair. She suffered blindness and hair loss. And she weighed about 93 pounds, 42 kilos. Following her eighth and final operation, she went into a coma. She died on March the 16th, a month after her 25th birthday. How sad was that? And it's said that Marvin Gaye never really got over her death. And he sort of spiralled. That's when he sort of started spiralling into his depression. He'd lived his final eulogy at a funeral with uh, You're All I Need to Get By is playing in the background. But yeah, as I said, Marvin Gaye never really got over her death. But hey, you know, sad things happen and it is going on. But we move on. We stay happy. We stay positive, And we move on to the next track.
deny that is just one sweet voice there, Aretha Franklin and Rocksteady. She's called the Queen of Soul for very good reason. Um, nobody's got a voice like her, um, but I can compare. There have been voices. Um, I'm not a fan of the uh, the Whitney Houston school of singing. Rita just had soul. I sort of caught up with her in the Atlantic years. She was with the Atlantic label from 67 to 1979. I bought the Respect album and Rocksteady was on that. She knew what she wanted. She was shrewd. She knew everything about the business. She came up the hard way. Sort of, I can Tina Turner way, really. Very opinionated. Very much for uh, civil rights. Uh, who can blame her either as well. Yeah, I joined her in about the 70s, early 70s, as respect. Obviously, Say a Little Prayer is my all-time number one song. Favourites, if you ask me for a top 10 of singles, Say a Little Prayer is in there. But that was Aretha. Now we move on and we go with a little song that's a bit longer than normal. For, for soul, that is. You know, the soul so songs are usually around two to three minute mark. But now we're going to take you down with some hot buttered soul, Mr. Isaac Hayes. It's 
Walk on by. Walk on by. 
Isaac Hayes. Hot Fucking Soul. Got into that album late again, later years, not in the early years, in the 70s. Got into him, got into that album, loved it. That was Walk On By, 12 minutes long. As I said before in previous episodes, I can be quite indulgent, self-indulgent, play whatever I want, and hopefully whatever you like, or hopefully that you end up liking it. That's the main thing. Stuff you may not have heard at all. Stuff you may have heard years ago, and time to revisit it. Uh, I'm a member of a great Facebook group, uh, it's all about vinyl records and people post what they're playing right now and sometimes it's a great memory jerker. Uh, it's all sorts on there. And and more about Mr. Isaac Hayes, of course. You know, can't have the show without a bit of info. Isaac Hayes was a staple. Aha, pun intended. Staple singers. He was nothing to do with the staple singers, but what they did do was share a label. Stacks Records. Now you best know Mr. Hayes from the... Yeah, Shaft. And uh, he had a... A writing partner, David Porter, David Porter, his name was, and they wrote loads of songs together, uh, including Soul Man, When Something Is Wrong With My Baby, Hold On Mine Come In, they wrote those for Sam and Dave, and uh, the studio band, Booker T and the MGs, they were also the producers, and uh, it was Isaac Hayes that actually made the Stax sound, and made it famous for that period, uh, eventually they had a fallout, Stax went uh, different ways, they, uh, you know, the black exploitation years, and when Shaft came out, and which he appeared in the film, Isaac Hayes, actually. If you look out for him, he's a bartender. But Isaac Hayes went for all these symphonic style songs. Probably never was mainstream. I think Shaft was his sort of more mainstream song. The younger amongst you might know him in Fresh Prince of Bel-Air when he played, uh, he was impersonating himself, actually, and he appeared as a Las Vegas minister. Uh, he uh, lost a comeback in 1995, Branson's Virgin Ape, and uh, an album of new material, which earned impressive sales figures, as well as positive reviews from critics who proclaimed it a return to form, which was nice. So, um, then more younger viewers will know of Isaac Hayes and Chocolate Salty Balls, all fans of South Park. Uh, he played the chef in South Park. Some of you may remember that there was a bit of controversy over the South Park teaming up which went on and on and on and we won't go into that here because it involves religious beliefs etc and that's something we want to stay away from if possible but anyway most of these things are a satire on human life and they chose it as that and they went their different ways however his income was uh, sharply reduced as they say Isaac Hayes had 14 children 14 grandchildren and three great grandchildren which is amazing and obviously he ended up being bankrupt he owed over six million dollars uh, over the years he was managed to recover however fell ill in 2006 Isaac Hayes suffered a minor stroke although there were denials Isaac Hayes went on to confirmed that he did have a stroke but four months later august the 10th 2008 10 days before his 66th birthday hayes was found unresponsive in his home just east of men three members of his family found him unresponsive on the floor next to still operating treadmill medical examiners later listed this was a recurrence of the stroke as his cause of death in his legacy is in honor of him in 2010 they named a section of interstate 40 the isaac hayes memorial highway well some people get inducted into a hall of fame isaac hayes has a highway named after him could be better stuff there i think however his music lives on and we love it and i love it and now we're going to skip to one of my all-time favorite Motown bands, The Temptations. And it has to be one of the best songs ever. Thank you. 
The Temptations and Papa Was a Rolling Stone, 6 minutes 59 seconds of unadulterated Motown soul. My favourite track of all time on the Motown label. Really, really good song. From the All Directions album, I had this on a two CD compilation alongside uh, Psychedelic Shack, which featured Cloud9, etc. And probably this was my most played one, The Temptations. I got to see them live in later years, probably version 157 of The Temptations lineup. But you'll never get better than the, what is termed the classic five era of David Ruffin, Melvin Franklin, Paul Williams, Otis Williams, and Eddie Kendricks. The classic five era was uh, probably the one of the best ones and the one they're most known about. They featured on the Motown Review, which featured lots of artists, Diana Ross, Marvin Gaye, David Ruffin, Later Years, Supremes, Stevie Wonder. uh, And they were tour as a group uh, around the world. Some people I know got to see them when they came and toured around here and uh, what a great time they had. They really loved it. And subsequently, they've seen The Temptations live, the original Classic Five liner. So they went on and they sort of went psychedelic, obviously with the the old directions and and it was a sort of new sound for the group, all produced by Norman Whitfield. You can see his uh, production techniques in the background and uh, he had a certain style and sound. So Papa Was a Rolling Stone, 1972, that was. I really should have played the 12-minute version of that song. Um, It was originally written as a, a three-minute song for a band which we're going to feature next is The Undisputed Truth and you'll find on lots of Motown albums the, the same song repeated but in different styles and it was really good really good you know there's a there's a track we're going to play later on uh, from the Jackson 5 but really good songs and the different versions that they're all all the artists putting their own individual stamp on, on these songs and I think it's pretty clever by Barry Gordy as well to recycle songs that way to royalties and publishing right from the different artists for the same song really really good marketing ploy and really good business ploy that was anyway that was the temptations i could talk to about the temptations for a long long time the really 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 good band but we're going to move things on and we are going to go now and talk about the, the next band we spoke about just a minute ago is the undisputed truth <laughs> Sometimes they don't tell the truth Smiling faces, smiling faces Tell lies and I got proof
Disputed Truth and Smiling Faces sometimes. The band was put together by Norman Whitfield as um, where he was accused by his fans as having it as a little plaything um, he took away from the, the Temptations um, which wasn't quite true. It was more of an experimental band. We wanted to try out all his psychedelic stuff before releasing it on the mainstream. They had moderate success in the States with a re- release of a few singles and went on to go on to Norman Whitfield's label when he left Motown, along with Rose Royce. Uh, they all joined him over there. That was the Undisputed Truth. You can, uh, check them out. There's uh, lots of albums out there and they were in the trailer for the Man From U.N.C.L.E. film in 2015, or one of their songs was there is. So check that out, uh, Undisputed Truth. We're now going to move on to a um, firm favourite, one, an album that turned me on to this guy, was in my father's collection. Uh, he used to buy odd albums here and there. And this one is one of my introductions into soul music, and it was the late, great Otis Redding. And the album was Otis Blue, very distinctive 60s cover. And... Uh, Really like this song. Down in the Down in the bed 
Otis Redding. What more can be said? Mr. Gospel. That's how he started. And that's his soul, soul, soul voice. Otis Blue singing the songs of. And uh, Down in the Valley. Lovely, lovely, lovely song. Redding was uh, killed in a plane crash on tour with several other members of his band. Uh, there was one soul survivor. Excuse the irony. And he was also known as the King of Soul. He shares that alongside James Brown and Sam Cooke. And uh, I hope you all agree. Uh, what a great, really, really great voice that Otis Redding has got. We slow things down a little bit now and we go back to the female singers and a little sultry little voice, a nice lady called Shirley Brown in this song, Woman to Woman. Hello. May I speak to Barbara? Barbara, this is Shirley. You might not know who I am, but the reason I'm calling you is because I was going through my old man's pockets this morning, and I just happened to find your name and number. So woman to woman, I don't think it's being any more than fair than to call you and let you know where I'm coming from. Now, Barbara, I don't know how you're going to take this, but whether you be cool or come out of a bag on me, you see, it really doesn't make any difference. But it's only fair that I let you know that the man you're in love with, he's mine. From the top of his head to the bottom of his feet, the bed he sleeps in and every piece of food he eats. You see, I make it possible. The clothes on his back, (laughs) I buy them. The car he drives, I pay the note every month. So I'm telling you these things to let you know how much I love that man. Woman to woman, I think you'll understand just how much I'll do to keep it. Woman to woman, if you've ever been in love, then you'd know. Understand that man 
Shirley Brown, Woman to Woman, lovely song. She was discovered by Albert King, age 14, singing in Harlem. And uh, she subsequently went on tour with him, toured with him for nine years. He made sure she got an education and also made sure she kept her classes so that she could record with the band. She signed with the Stax label, uh, then... They went into financial difficulty and her career sort of went into a little bit of a lull. Uh, she's not received the success she sub- she really deserves. However, she's still touring, mainly in the southern states of USA, and she's still a very good live performer and well-received. Really good song. Sharon Brown, Woman to Woman. Well, we come somewhat up to date a bit, uh, 2020, but back in the 70s, late 70s, and a track from Cool and the Gang. If there ever come a time when you feel real nice, and you want to let someone know that you really appreciate them. All you have to do is just moan a little bit for them. You go somebody to take Come on, girl, get it if you want it. If you want it, you can have it. 
satisfaction guaranteed. Cool in the gang. Take my heart if you want it. Originally formed in 1964, the band didn't reach their peak of fame and fortune until probably 1973. Uh, it was their first commercial success. It was their fourth studio album, Wild and Peaceful, which this track came off, and they uh, gave them three more hits. Funky stuff, Jungle Boogie, and Hollywood Swingin'. Uh, the last two songs sold over 1 million copies, certified gold by the RIAA, the Recording Industry Association of America. Uh, their success continued through to 74. They landed a spot on the national television show Soul Train in 75, and that's when they released Spirit of the Boogie. Um, 1976, they, they probably period of commercial decline following the rise of uh, disco music. Never mind, they still sound good today.
Gold Radio Show. <laughs> You're listening to Heart. No, can't do that, can't do that. Atlantic Star and Secret Lovers. Quite a strange band. Well, not strange band, but unusual. You know, they, they came around in the, the late 70s, early 80s, and they were quite successful in America and uh, on the R&B chart. And um, their crossover success didn't come until halfway into the 1980s with the uh, release of um, Secret Lovers, this track. And they'd... Um, Probably a bit like Earth, Wind and Fire. They were probably a big band in terms of numbers. And then they sort of narrowed themselves down to a, a quintet at that point. And they, they continued to um, have chart success. And good luck to them. Uh, that was one from my collection, Secret Lovers. There you go. Uh, finding a lot about me now, aren't you? you? You naughty people. Anyway, we're moving on. Probably next to The Temptations, my next favourite soul band at that period of my life and my time was the Isley Brothers and the 3 Plus 3 album. Lots of good tracks on there. You would have known That Lady and Summer Breeze. And um, I'm going to feature the next one. Very not often heard, but um, it's a really good song. Sunshine, go away today. Grow up, I'm gonna make it now 
the Eisen Brothers, Sunshine Go Away Today. They, uh, how many brothers were in the band? Well, Ernie, O'Kelly, Ronald, Rudolph and Marvin. Only one other person in the Isley Brothers, Chris Jasper, wasn't an Isley brother. They had their first hit in 1959 and their last one called Contagious. They went on to sell 18 million albums in their career and had several hit songs including four top 10 singles in the Billboard chart. Um, 3 plus 3 was their major success Um, really set them on the map. I love it. I just I keep playing this album still today love it anyway keep saying anyway let's move on and let's uh what we're gonna have next i think we're gonna have billy paul next Black gun up a four, yeah. Am I black gun up a four, yeah? 
We haven't got much time left and think we've come to the end of the show, but we're going to finish off with one track, one of my most favourite albums from this guy, and uh, his name is Stevie Wonder, and the album is Full Finalness is Full Finale, and this is You Ain't Done Nothing Yet.
Stevie Wonder and you ain't done nothing. Really good. I love it. I've really enjoyed today's show. And there's a lot more in the pot. There's another soul session coming. Uh, there's tracks we haven't covered, we haven't played in the library. There's more to come from the soul show. There's a lot more in the collection that we haven't covered. We haven't covered Michael Jackson. We haven't covered Barry White. We haven't covered the white soul singers, average white band and player, for instance. So there's lots more and we'd love your comments you know we have some great feedback on the show and really look forward to it if you want to appear on the show if you want to be a guest let us know drop us a line in the comments drop us the 10 songs that you'd like to hear or played were your formative songs when you joined the band and we'd like to play them and talk a bit about you and your life that's what we do here we want to get to know about you so uh so with a fond adieu we bid you farewell Contact us on Facebook, Music Is My First Love, on email, a freshly squeezed idea at gmail.com. Leave a comment in the comments box below. That's what they're for. Let us know. If you don't like anything, just tell us as well. You know, if I got a fact wrong, which often I do, and there's facts, just let us know. And thank you for listening. Until the next time, be good. <laughs>